Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, we thank you for this wonderful morning. We ask that you direct us, you lead us, and that your will be done. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Turn your Bible to Genesis chapter 6, please. Genesis chapter 6. We are studying uh, from the story of Noah to see and understand what made God angry and what made God angry destroy the earth. Amen. What made God bring about the end of the world? Because um, that may be the same thing that will bring about the end of this world. Can I have an amen? Amen. The Bible tells us that the world that we are in will be destroyed. And our lives also will come to an end at a point. And if a man slapped his wife one day, You may want to know what made him slap his wife. And then the wife may want to understand what made my husband do that. So that I I be careful because if I do that again, I may be slapped again. Amen. Uh, If you find out what made, what what did I do that such and such happened? What happened that led to uh, Jerry John Rawlings coming to take over the country in 1979? What led to... General Achampo uh, taking over the country. What led to uh, General Akufu also taking over the country? What led to uh, Afrifas and the Kotokas and all those people? What, what made them do what they did? We should study it because it's the same thing that is likely to lead to a new person coming to do the same thing again. Amen. So history always repeats itself. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And there's one thing that we can learn from history. And that is that people don't learn anything from history. You see it, it happens, and then it comes and happens again as though we we never saw or we never heard of it. Amen. So turn to Genesis chapter 6. We read, we've been studying from this story. And the first reason that we... Let's read first of all. And it came to pass, verse 1... When men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, and his days shall be 120. And there were giants in those days. That's five. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he made man. And the Lord said, verse 7, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air. And it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. So we learned the first reason why uh, God brought about the end of the earth, or the end of the world, was number one that 
man was not doing what he was supposed to do, what he was created for. Amen. Amen. And it's a very, very important lesson that we should all take note from. If God made you for a particular purpose and you are not living according to that purpose which the Lord made you for, then God may decide to eliminate you or delete you. Amen. Amen. If God raised you up and made you very rich so that you would finance his work and finance the gospel, and instead of financing his gospel, you are financing politics, you are financing uh, 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 JSS, you are financing other things apart from the gospel, which is the reason maybe why God made you in particular prosperous and rich. God may decide, no, that's not why I made you. I didn't intend that. I intended you for this. Amen. And then he may delete you and say, no, I didn't intend things to go this way. So let us all be very careful because God did not intend human beings to have sexual intercourse with spiritual beings and sons of God, as the Bible says. That was not God's plan at all. And whenever we change the order, God gets very, very, very angry. The second reason that we learn why God uh, decided to just end everything was immorality. And sexual immorality was a reason. And we read last week that the Bible says, do not deceive yourself. And the reason why God is saying do not deceive yourself is because it is so common that you may think that, you know, because it's so common, I mean, everybody is doing it, nothing is wrong with it, and nothing bad is ever going to happen. Because it is so, so, so common, so ordinary, so commonplace. Everyone, as it were, is involved in it. Rarely can you find a virgin. Rarely can you find somebody who has not indulged himself in these things. So, it's like we are all in it. And so it doesn't really matter. And God is saying that, be very careful. Because God did not make you to be a goat. To sleep with every other goat. God made you a human being. You are different from an animal. You are different from anything else that he has made. And he intended you to live a holy life and a pure life. Amen. The third reason that God may decide to end everything is that his grace period has run out. When the grace period of God is finished, God may say it is over. Alright, so the third reason that the end may come is when the end of the grace period comes. Now what do I mean by the grace period? If you look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh yet his days shall be 120 years now the first part of the verse is what um, we want to understand it says and the Lord said my spirit shall not always strive with man what does it mean it means that my spirit that is the Holy Spirit will not always struggle with man over issues if God is speaking to us he's not going to what he's saying is that he's not going to speak with us forever and ever and ever amen 
he will speak with us for some time. After the time, that's it. Amen. Amen. And there must be a time at which God's grace period must come to an end. For instance, now you find that uh, people are doing all sorts of things. It almost looks as if there is no God. A wicked man rises up and he prospers. A righteous man is going down. He's being cheated. So you wonder, you know, does it really matter? Does, do any of these things matter at all? But what God is telling us is that let us not be deceived. There is something that we call a grace period. And thank God for the grace period. How many are glad for the grace period? We wouldn't be here if it had not been for the grace period. Isn't it? How many would not have been here? We would not have been here. But God has had grace. He has had mercy. He has shown us kindness. And he's allowed. He's allowed. He's allowed. He's allowed. He has allowed. He has allowed. Even when we are doing wrong, he allows. That is why some of us are still alive. Amen. Because if God was man, we, we, you see, if you were God, you would have killed a lot of people Amen. by now. That's true. That's true. How many agree with me that you would have killed a lot of people by now? Yes. <laughs> that, that is why I, I wouldn't like to pray certain prayers. In fact, there are times when I have felt that I should pray certain prayers. But then the Lord has shown me that, no, don't pray that prayer. Don't curse, bless. Because you don't know everything. And I've come to see that God is merciful and God knows everything. Amen. And that is why he allows time. Amen. You see, many of us sitting here, we are not doing living in the right way. We are doing our own thing. Living in our own way. Continuing in our own style. God has said, but we say. God said, this is the way, uh, this is your way. There are wives who are doing what they want to do. Said, ah, the Bible says, me, but look, put the Bible aside and let us practically, these are the problems that we have in the house. And uh, just put the Bible aside and let us be practical. Do, do, do you understand? That is what somebody will say. But I want to tell you that God is just watching you. Amen. 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 And he has decided not to do anything. But you must understand that it's not forever. Amen. Amen. A time will come, Amen. and a time comes Amen. when God says it's enough. Amen. Enough is enough. Amen. So there's something that people mistake, make mistakes about. And one is that people make the mistake that because God is being patient, God is blind. How many understand what I'm talking about? It's like because God is being so patient, it looks as if he can't see. But you must understand that God can see. It's not that he can't see. Take Ghana, for instance. We are worshipping idols. Yesterday I was looking, I was watching a television, cultural program. How many of you saw that uh, cultural program? Uh, God is not happy with a lot of Ghanaian culture. A lot of the so-called culture is abomination and witchcraft. That's right. Amen. Amen. A lot of the, what we call culture is just witchcraft. Pure witchcraft. Witchcraft completely. <laughs> Idolatry, that is what it is. You, you imagine, supposing, you see, you see, so, supposing you, you, you write my name on the wall, okay, 
you write, you print my name on the wall. And then let's say you take a picture of a big cockroach. Do you know a cockroach? A big cockroach. And you, you put that picture on the top of, on the wall here. Big one. And then you, you write my name on top of it. What does it mean? <laughs> well, what does it mean? Would it not be an insult? Now, I am not a cockroach. <laughs> no, you think about it. You just think you. You just think you. You just think that you. You they took your name right, Fabi Ajete, and then they put an afflicity, a big afflicity on the wall. Do you know afflicity? And then they write your name by it. I mean, if you've ever been to a museum before, you see certain things, and they write the name by it. It means that that thing. That person's name or that thing is, is that animal. Can you imagine how God feels when we take a piece of wood and we put it there and we say that this is God. You take a, a stone and you put it and say that God, the living Jehovah, Eradi, Onyankupon, it's a stream, a river, a stone. And you say that that is God. God looks at from heaven and he just looks and says, Ah! Me! Ah! They have said, they say that I am the river. Me! Ah! They say that I am a dead person. Me! Ah! They say I am, I am, I am what? It would be an, it is an insult to God. Amen. And sometimes you watch and you say that as if God doesn't see. That God sees. Amen. But because God is patient, it's not that God is blind. And he's giving us time. Amen. He's praying that Lighthouse will go to every village and every town and preach the gospel. Amen. And that the people would hear and believe. Amen. He's praying that the churches will rise up and go out. Missionaries will be sent. Amen. 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 I want you to understand the fact that you commit fornication and come and sit here. Some of you, even directly from your boyfriend's house, you come here. Some of you are wearing loop and you are not married. Loop. Do you know loop? Contraceptive. One day when Christ comes and others are going, they will put you down with that look. <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> Amen. There are many people, but, and sometimes you preach and they are sitting right here. Christians. <laughs> One Christian was telling me, Christians, you see them doing their hair. They are born again and they go to charismatic churches. Moving with people's husbands. And I'll say it because it's happening. I will say it. I will say it. I will stop saying I'll say it. Because it is here in the church and you are looking at my face. Moving with people's husbands. Doing abominable things. God is watching. You sit in church as though, as though God cannot. But as for me, I'm a man. Amen. Make no mistake. I am, apart from everything that I am, I'm also a man. I cannot see beyond what I see. Unless God shows me by vision. And often, God doesn't show me those things by vision. If God wants me to know, he, he will show me. But other than that, I'm just a man. When you tell me you lie to me, I just believe you straight away. But you must know that you are also lying to the Holy Ghost. So don't think, that, don't think that God is a fool because God is not a fool. That's another thing that people think. When God doesn't do anything, people think that God is a fool. 
That's also a mistake. How do you think God is a fool? You think you are fool the pastor? You can fool man, but you can't fool God. That's right. You can mock man, but you can't mock God. Because God is not a man. God is not a man. I am not God. How can I be God? How can I be God? Do I look like God? Don't bring yourself at all. God is not a man. And so don't mistake God's mercy for God's blindness. God is not blind. Don't mistake God allow. Sometimes you see people doing wrong things. Maybe a pastor would just do the wrong thing, go away, I mean, and then insult, blaspheme, blackmail, whatever kind of black thing, you see him doing it. And then he seems to be prospering. It seems as though nothing is happening. Don't make a mistake. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. You kept yourself. And, and, and somebody seems to be doing the wrong, and he seems to be doing well. Don't make a mistake. Amen. It's a big mistake. Amen. Maybe you keep yourself. You are not doing anything, but, but your friend who is a nurse, getting married, she has gone around with all sorts of people. And now here she is, she's driving a nice car. She's married to um, Dr. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and she seems to be okay. You come to church with your trotter and everything. She comes to, she, you, she comes to work. You come to work with your trotter. She comes to, to work with her BMW. Because she married James Bond. Don't make a mistake. Somebody took somebody else's husband. The person seems to be prospering. Don't think that it works that way. You'll be making a big mistake. People are doing evil, wrong. And it looks as if there is no God. Make no mistake. Go to Europe now. The evil that is going on there in Europe today. Oh, fact. Amsterdam is a tourist attraction to see people in uh, glass cages. I've seen it myself. I was taken there as a tourist. <laughs> Advertising themselves. Standing there like that in cages as though you were, you were selling clothes. Or as though you were in the zoo. As though you were going to the zoo. People are doing every kind of unimaginable evil. This is when I see some white people, I ask myself, ah, so this, is this one of the people? <laughs> Homosexuals are now becoming mainstream. Mainstream, that is, when I say mainstream, they are not, they are not like a minor section now. They are becoming like a, a major section. You have normal sexual people and then homosexuals. Don't think that God does not, God is watching. God is watching. But don't mistake God watching to be that God is blind. God is in no way blind. That's right. Please, I'm just trying to emphasize this thing. When something goes on for a long time, it does not mean that it is right. When something goes on for a long time, nothing happens to you. One pastor, after he went to commit fornication with uh, one of the church members, the church member asked him that, so when you commit fornication like this, can you preach? You know what he told him? He said, in fact, that is when the anointing comes. <laughs> Why would somebody say something like that? Because you have done it and then you came, you preached and everything was okay. People were slain. People were healed. Miracles happened. You did it again. And now you've been doing it for months. And nothing has happened to you. Nothing at all has happened to you. Nothing. Don't make that mistake. Do not make that mistake. Do not make that mistake. 
If you make that mistake, you, what will happen to Noah's group will happen to you. It will just happen to you like that. Are you listening to me today? The last reason why judgment comes upon the earth. When I say judgment, I mean the end of the world. When I say the end of the world, I mean it's over. God may decide to delete you. It's because wickedness and evil continues and never stops. Because wickedness and evil imaginations are just continuing and there's no stop. Now, if you look at Genesis chapter 6, I want you to see because this, this was the end of the world. Quickly, if you look at Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, it says that, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only, I want you to notice that word, only, and then the next word is evil, and then the next word is continually. Notice, it's not just evil, but it says only evil continually. It was like there was no end. It was never ending. A never ending sign of evil. Sunday, this is one of the causes for God, of God rising up and deciding to terminate certain things. Amen. Amen. And I want you to understand that. That when things continue and continue and continue and there is no end, God will intervene. Look at Proverbs chapter 29 quickly. Proverbs 29 verse 1. It says, He that being often reproved and hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy he that is often being reproved and hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy listen to me when god is speaking like right now i'm preaching and let me tell you somebody said pastor if i want to stop what do i do if you want to stop all right living in sin Immediately, one of the things you should do is find one of the pastors and come and see one of the pastors. Pastor, I want to share something with you. I have a problem and I want you to help me. Especially when something continues and continues and continues. You see, your problem is not new. Your marital problem is not new. The problem in your house is not new. The problem that you are involved in is not new. But why do you sit in church? You see, when I talk, I know what I'm talking about. There are people in the choir who sit under, we preach and preach and preach and preach and preach, and they are doing things that are wrong. There are people in the church doing things that are wrong, and as we are preaching, let me tell you, God has a way he can help you. Amen. Oh, now, come and say, pastor, look at them, they are pastors, if you don't want to speak to a, 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 a male pastor, there are lady pastors in the church. Just say, I have a problem, can I discuss something with you? After church, every Sunday afternoon, the pastors are here. We are here counseling till the evening. Just come and say, I want to share with you. I've done it. And I don't see why you shouldn't do it. But why sit in your problem and continue in your problem and continue and continue when there is help available? Amen. That is why we are here. I said that is why we are here. Amen. So when God looks at, at what is happening and it looks like you are going on continuously, God may say, no, 
I don't like this anymore. I want to put an end to this. I'm going to delete this thing. Praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? And when you continue, you will suddenly be deleted. Suddenly be destroyed. And people will wonder that. Why? But it's because of what has been going on. And I'm speaking to every heart today. God is saying, let us do what is right and he will bless us. Now, hallelujah. Now, the next thing that comes to my mind, young man, just stop what you are doing. Wait, you are disturbing the service. The next thing that comes to my mind is, why is it that out of thousands and thousands of people in the world, only eight people and animals were saved? This is what I want to ask. Why is it that out of thousands and millions and millions of people, only eight people were saved? Who are the eight people? Pastor. Noah and then his wife. Then he had three sons. Ham, Japheth, and Shem. And then they also had their wives. So that is six. So six plus two is eight. And then the rest of the world was not saved except animal lizards, monkeys, frogs, orangutans. They were saved. What about the human beings? Could it be, let us ask ourselves a question, number one. Could it be that Noah was not a good preacher? Could it be that Noah was not a good pastor? That is why nobody, I mean nobody apart from he was only able to evangelize his own, only his family. I don't think so because the Bible says that the Bible tells us in Peter and so on that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. That's right. And let me tell you, there's nothing like a good preacher and a bad preacher. A preacher is a preacher. Once the man opens the Bible and he reads the verse to you and he speaks, he is a preacher. Preacher is preacher. It's not a matter of good preacher. It's this modern charismatic who analyze pastors. Said, oh, that was a good message. Oh, that pastor is anointed. Oh, I want to go for that. And, and, and then charismatics move around from place to place. Crowd moving from here to there. That is not Christianity. That is not Christianity. That is evil. Why is it evil? Jesus said it when he was going to preach and there were signs and wonders and people gathered. He stood the first words he said on the crusade platform was that it's a, it's a wicked and evil generation who come and look for signs before he started preaching. That was what he said. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. This, this one. So could it be that they didn't have enough time to listen to the word? And I'll ask you, could it be that Bishop Dark, he knows it's not a good preacher. That is why you are not changing. No. I'll give you about 12 reasons why the people, only animals went into the ark. <laughs> could it be that the man is not a good pastor? Could it be that pastor is not a good uh, uh, preacher? That is why people are not responding. No, 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 no. Could it be that there are no good pastors? That is why people are not filling the churches. No. No. They are, I'll tell you something. Open the radio, you hear good pastors Amen. preaching. Amen. Very good. Once they open the Bible and then they start to talk, it's preaching. Could it be that they didn't have enough time? You know, maybe Noah didn't give them enough time to think about it. 
Do you know how many years it took Noah to build the ark? If Jesus comes tomorrow and Kotokai Airport is closed, let's say KLM and uh, British Airways and all those guys, they all come to meet on the runway. There's chaos in, in Ghana, chaos all over the world. And then all of the lighthouse men, those who are born again, we all go to heaven. The whole world is chaotic. There are accidents everywhere. You know, could, could it be that preachers never told people that Jesus will come again and that the people will go up to meet the Lord? Could it, it's not true. We've said it. Could it be that we've not said it enough? No, we said it. We said a lot of it. Could it be that we are not good pastors and we didn't explain? It's not true. Why is it that the animals came and the people didn't come? Ask the person sitting next to you, why did the animals come and the people didn't come? Could it be that, could it, let's, let's, let's look at it. Could it be that there were not enough signs? Signs. You know, like, like when the man was preaching, there were not enough indications that what the man was saying was true. Let, let's even take physical signs. Sometimes, you see, maybe you say that, oh, this church is in a classroom, it's a mushroom church, and it's not really a good church. Are there not enough signs that this is an organized church, that this church has got a sensible leadership? Wisdom is justified of her children. If we have been able to build what we are building, if we have been able to do what we are doing, you must know that there is at least some grace of God and wisdom of God with us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Could it be? When Noah was building the ark and he was making cages and a chronicle was coming to interview him that, so this particular cage is for who? And the man said, this one is for a leopard. And they thought that he was mad. He was building the cage, he was building the ark, and people thought the man was mad. Huge ark. Go and see it in Mount Arad. I've seen photographs of that ark. I have seen photographs of that ark in a book. I, I saw, I think, a challenge bookshop. Noah's ark, it has been, it has been found. Amen. Could it be that there are physical signs that you could see? Could it be that there was no signs, there were no signs that the people could see that the thing that the man was preaching was real? Do you know that Noah entered into the ark for seven days before it started raining? Do you know that Noah entered the ark, it didn't rain for the first day, second day no rain, third day no, fourth day, fifth day no rain, by Saturday there was still no rain, Saturday, Sunday, it was a week later. Are you trying to tell me that the greatest thunderstorm of all time, when it was approaching, the whole world didn't see? Even our own small flood that we have, we can see that the rain is going to rain. How many would agree with me that it's not going to rain today? When you just look outside, how many of you will vote that it's not going to rain? How many will vote that it's going to rain today? Maybe in the evening. But at least, no, how many will agree with me and in the next two hours it's not going to rain? Yeah, you can see. When the storm clouds were gathering, the rain that was going to fill the whole earth. Don't tell me. Let me tell you something. Don't blame Jesus if you don't go to Amen. heaven. Don't blame any pastor if you don't go to heaven. Amen. Don't blame any church. Don't blame any man of God if things don't work out the way you expect them to work out. Because we are preaching with all our heart. What else can we do? Sometimes we preach and we preach. We wonder, do people hear what we are saying? Do people understand what we are saying? We keep all that. We talk to people. We encourage. Sometimes people misunderstand what we say. Sometimes people are offended. We preach and preach. That's why we try to preach from the pulpit as far as possible. So that you don't say that we are speaking to you in particular. <laughs> Have I mentioned your name? Who here can, can say that I've mentioned my name? Stand up. I've not mentioned your name. 
You can't say that you don't understand. You understand it. Amen. Amen. Next time, we are going to understand 12 reasons why only animals and then only eight people entered into the ark and were saved. And then the rest. And today, it is exactly the same. Animals are in the church and eight people. The rest of the masses are not. Multiply the population of Noah's time and you get to this. It's the same thing. And I want us to know that God is going to do the same thing again. Amen. And we must be ready. Amen. We must not deceive ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if we deceive ourselves, we have ourselves to blame. Amen. Turn to somebody, tell the person, God is sending great pastors to your life. How many know that Ghana is blessed? When you turn on the radio, somebody is preaching, explaining. I, I don't even know what I preach on the radio. I don't even know. Because Reverend Saki handles every. I don't even know. But preaching just goes on. I don't even know. Pastors are preaching, they go. One, one man of God was going to preach. He said, It takes so much effort to come to the radio station to just. You know, speak to a room, empty room, and just talk. <laughs> Maybe today, just, hey, it's not easy at all. Pastors are doing it for you. Can you say you don't understand? Can you say you don't understand? Can you say they are not good preachers? Can you say you don't have enough time? Can you say there are not enough signs? There are enough signs. There are enough signs. God is speaking to us. Turn to somebody tell the person, God has given you a good chance. Stand to your feet, everybody, as we close. <clears throat> Lift up your hands to the Lord, please. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Just begin to commit yourself to God. Say, Lord, I want to obey your word. I don't want to make that mistake of having great ministers preach to me and bless me and I will lose out on it. Just begin to speak to the Lord as we close. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Mandelele mondolo morondila mamandele mendurununari. Yeah, begin to sing in tongues, begin to worship the Lord. Mahali andolo mondori mananda melendele mamunari andelele mende. Yeah, na 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 mo malanande mondorele mamundele mende. Hallowed be. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you are here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I want to pray for you. If you are here like that, you want to say, Pastor, I've heard a lot of preaching. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to perish as they perished in those days. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'm going to pray with you. Lift up your right hand, just your right hand. 
Lift up your right hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God sees your hand. I see your hand. Lift it up high, please. Pastor, pray for me. I don't want to go to hell. And you must not go to hell. You have enough time. You have enough preachers. You have enough people talking. God is speaking to you today. Lift up your hand. Give your life to Christ. And your life will never be the same. God bless you. Those of you who have lifted up your hands, come to the front. Come, come to where I am. If you lifted up your hand, come to where I am. I want to pray with you. From the back, wherever you are, you lifted up your right hand. Just come from where you are to stand here. I'm going to pray with you as we close. God bless you. As we close this second service, God is going to touch your life this morning. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Please, if you lifted up your hand, just come and stand here. I'm going to pray with you. Your life will never be the same. God is going to bless you. God is going to touch you. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we pray? Those of you in front, say this prayer. And the congregation join as we pray. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I realize that I am a sinner. That I don't know you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me for all my sins. This morning, I receive Christ as my personal Savior. And from today, I will serve the Lord. I will serve the Lord. And I will obey God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for them? I want you to follow this pastor. He wants to talk with you. Just go this way with this pastor. Put your hands together for them as they go. Give the Lord a big clap. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.